0: Welcome again to the Radio Bible Course and our study on the authority of the Bible. In an earlier session, we talked about how Jesus, before the cross, had told his disciples that he had many things to teach them, but could not do it. He said that in John chapter 16, beginning with verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes... He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and will make it known to you. This statement here by Jesus gave authentication to a revelation which had not yet been given, but which would come to the apostles after the Spirit was sent from heaven for this special mission. The revelation consists of what is mine, Jesus said. He said it in verse 14, and he repeats it in verse 15 of John chapter 16. Repetition has a purpose of emphasis, just like Jesus emphasized the truth of a statement when he preceded it by saying, Truly, truly, I say to you. Now the words, what is mine, by the context, must refer to verse 12, where he said he had yet many things to teach them, but he could not because they could not bear them. Therefore, we can conclude that while Jesus was in heaven, the Spirit was on earth, continuing the teachings of Jesus and completing what Jesus was unable to do because of the limitations of the apostles. And the Spirit, by completing them would give them all truth, not just part of the truth. Now, can this theory, if it is a theory, be supported by the New Testament writers? I think so. In Acts chapter 1, the very opening verses allude to this very truth. Luke writes, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up after he had given commandment through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Luke here, who is the author not only of the book of Acts but also of the gospel of Luke, refers to a former book And this is a clear reference to the Gospel of Luke. Luke is the human author of the book of Acts. But earlier, he wrote the Gospel, which bears his name. He writes that the former book concerned what Jesus began to do and teach until his ascension. So, what is the Gospel of Luke? Well, its subtitle is given here, at the beginning of the book of Acts. All that Jesus began to do and to teach. That's the subtitle of the Gospel of Luke. But now when we come to the book of Acts, we have something more than what Jesus began to do. We have what Jesus is continuing to do. But Jesus was not on earth. He ascended into heaven from the Mount of Olives. He no longer is on the earth with the disciples. That's true. But he made a promise, and he completed that promise when he sent the Spirit from heaven to take his place and to continue the teaching ministry of Jesus with those apostles. They expected it, and they should have, because Jesus was very clear when he said, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, and he will show you things to come. So the book of Acts is a continuation of the deeds and the teachings of Jesus, and that's one of the reasons why you find miracles being performed through the apostles. Don't expect them today. If they happen, they're unusual. But we should expect them in the book of Acts, because Jesus is continuing to do things and to teach things, but now he's doing it through the Spirit who is influencing the apostles in these very acts and teachings. Now, this is an amazing thing. Jesus was with them in the form of the Spirit. Keep in mind that Jesus did not give all of God's word for the church at one time. Much came during his days on earth, during those three and a half years. The rest came over the next 50 years, and revelation for the church was progressive. The apostles first began to preach after the day of Pentecost and Revelation is what they preached. Paul the Apostle later got more Revelation and he was inspired by the Spirit to write more. And then finally, the Gospel of John and the Epistles of John and the Book of Revelation written by that same Apostle John. They came near the end of the first century. When, then, did Jesus complete all of his deeds and all of his teaching? By the end of the first century. It was then, before all the apostles had died, that the Spirit had completed the teaching ministry for which he was sent by Christ from heaven, and then the church had all the revelation that Jesus Christ wanted it to have. Now we can look at this in another way, and this should give us understanding of what our New Testament is. Luke's gospel in the Revised Standard Version takes up only 33 pages, but there are 131 pages of epistles. What Luke has told us at the beginning of the book of Acts that Jesus began to do and teach is the gospel of Luke and it's 33 pages of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Now, if you want to see all of Jesus' ministry, then you read the epistles, and there are 131 more pages of it. And then the revelation is completed. When you read the book of Romans, you, of course, know that Paul wrote a letter to the Christians in Rome. But there's a better way of looking at it. This is an epistle of Jesus Christ to the Christians in Rome written by the Apostle Paul. But Jesus is behind it because these are teachings which he wanted taught. And when you read the epistles of Peter, these are not Peter's ideas. These are Christ's ideas given by the Spirit to Peter The Spirit came upon holy men of old, and they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Peter attests to that. Now, if we look at the Bible that way, then we won't be arguing with the so-called author. There are people who don't like the Apostle Paul. They think he's too dogmatic, and many people are of the opinion that Paul did not like women. He seems to have a prejudice against them because he didn't want them to speak in the church. Now, these things are written in the epistles of Paul. But keep in mind, Paul was speaking and writing by the Holy Spirit. And who told the Holy Spirit to breathe those things into Paul? None other than our Savior, who said he had many more things to teach who began to teach and to do miracles in the Gospel of Luke, but then continued them throughout the next 50 years of history. Paul is not speaking for Paul. Paul was speaking and writing for Jesus Christ. He was his servant and his spokesman. That's why Paul could write in his Corinthian letter, the first letter in chapter 14, the things that I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. Throughout that first century, Christ was speaking through the apostles. That revelation did not come all at once. There was a little here, and a little bit later, and still more later. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that this was the way revelation came even before the cross, It came in bits and pieces. Listen to what Hebrews 1, verse 1 says. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. A great amount of teaching came through Moses... But more revelation also came for the next 800 years. So, we should accept progressive revelation. We see it coming in the book of Acts. First there was revelation concerning the Jews, then the Samaritans, then the Gentiles, and then there was revelation about not imposing the Jewish law upon believers in Jesus Christ. All that was new to the church. Now, since the apostles and prophets were given the continued teachings of Jesus, we should expect the New Testament to be just as accurate as the Old Testament. Are the teachings of Peter and Paul as authoritative as those of Moses? And is the epistle to the Romans as accurate as the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament. Are the words of Paul less authoritative than the words of Jesus? No, they aren't. They are the words of Jesus. They were taught to Paul by the Spirit, as he claims in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. Listen to it. Which things we also speak. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. The things written by the Apostle Paul then in his epistles, he said, were things not taught by human wisdom. All of these came from a non-human source. And he gives that source, and he said, it was teaching by the Spirit. And he took that teaching from the Spirit and combined it with spiritual words, also provided by the Spirit, so that what was written and what was preached by the Apostle Paul was the Word of God. Those who teach Bible classes and serious students of the Bible will be interested to know that we have revised our teaching tapes on the Epistle to the Romans. They're now available in three albums. Write for information about Romans. When you write, please give us the call letters of the station on which you hear this broadcast. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calabota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.